Obviously, what we've looked at since the turn of the year, we looked at these three words, refuge, hope and purpose. And the, I suppose the idea has been um, the temptation often at the start of the year is to say, what am I going to do differently this year? What am I going to achieve this year? Or how am I going to shape myself? And, um, and that can be a really healthy thing. Obviously, I don't know what your experience in New Year's resolutions has been. I don't think I've ever achieved any of them, ever. Um, but it can be good to focus on something. But for me, I looked at it and thought, actually, rather than thinking, what could this be the year of? I looked at actually the reality of most years is they're full of predictable but also unpredictable things that happen and how do we manage to actually cope with all eventualities of what for us 2018 will hold um, and we looked from from that first week um, of the year we looked at what does it look like to put these three values of refuge, hope and purpose into action in our lives to so say if I can pursue these things for me personally how can I be shaped and strengthened by finding refuge, knowing where I'm safe, welcome, accepted, um, to be someone who, who um, pursues hope, uh, who can find hope in life, um, and then someone who discovers um, and connects with our own purpose. And last time we looked at purpose and looked at how there's often a common purpose that God has in all the things that we're doing. God can work something through that and help us to grow and develop. But also sometimes there's these points in our lives where we can we can connect with what feels like our unique purpose, that something is awakened within us where we feel like in that moment, this is what I was born for or this is why I was created. I feel like I'm actually adding some real significance to the world because I'm connected with what God intended me to do. Um, and that's not an easy thing to suddenly stumble across and find, but actually the pursuit of that is really important. And if we can get to that point and find ways of, of being able to discover what our purpose is, um, then actually that surely enables us to become who God intended us to always be. Um, so that's what we've been looking at, those three different words. Um, and rather than me do mini versions of that, you can go back and listen to the podcast if you want, and that should make a bit of sense. But I thought we'd finish this, this block of, um, of this theme by looking at what barriers are there that we encounter in our lives that begin to stop us from pursuing those different kind of things because when we looked at those three words we've not just looked at them as far as it's all about us getting those things it's about understanding that yeah we might get those things but at the same time we might be people who um, can be those things to others and it's this kind of dual approach of we need to find these things but actually what would it look like if we were a person of refuge to whoever we meet what would it look like if we were someone who always breathed hope into situations that we find ourselves in uh, and what would it look like for us to be people who are always pushing people towards finding their purpose so when we begin to realise it's not just about us being better, it's about us being better for other people, it's, it's quite a, a major shift. Um, so it's worth us finishing on this topic of barriers because if we can work out the kind of things that are stopping us achieving these different things, then maybe we can start to, to work on removing some of these barriers and overcoming some of these barriers in order for us to feel like um, we can actually get to the place that, that we were intended to be. Um, so I thought we'd focus today on, on four different things. Um, <clears throat> and these aren't the only barriers we'll experience. There'll be loads of others. Um, but when I sat and thought about it, I thought, actually, these seem like 
four key barriers that often stop us getting to refuge, hope and purpose. And for me, they're, they're simply this fear, um, comparison, um, apathy and comfort uh, as kind of one thing and isolation. These are, these are four key barriers that we will all encounter at different times and we have to learn how do we overcome those in order to be people who can um, find refuge, uh, find hope and find purpose. So what I've done is, is I've, I've looked at, um, at how each of those elements affect each of those words. So when we think about fear... Fear is something that, that probably grips us all at different times in different ways. Um, and it's one of the things that will, I suppose, rob is a good word, rob us of the, the kind of benefits and the positivity of finding these different things. So when we think about if we're trying to find refuge, if we're trying to find safety, welcome, acceptance in our lives, or we're trying to be that to other people, when we put fear into that mix as a barrier... Fear suggests that there may be rejection if we're going to try and be refuge. If we want to find safety, what if they won't accept me? What if they reject me because of who I am or what I've done or what I think? Rejection kind of comes in and robs us of that feeling of what refuge could look like. When we think about hope, what fear does is it sows the seed of of disappointment hope is about um um well we we, we sat and talked about it didn't we that hope the, the problem with the word hope is the only thing that explains what it actually is 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 the term hope um, so, so it's really difficult to try and explain without using the word that it's about hope so so uh, the the kind of opposite of hope is is this seed of disappointment that if we can feel like things are hopeless or that, that things are spoiled, or things can't happen, then fear, what it does is it, it kind of invades this pursuit of hope and sows this seed of disappointment that maybe that won't work out. Maybe the direction they were hoping things will go, maybe that won't be the reality. And the disappointment uh, that, that fear brings robs us of, of hope being the, the, the thing that we can get to. When we think about purpose, purpose is about this this kind of motivation and determination and and this kind of pursuit of something. Um, And I suppose for me, fear, when it comes into that scenario, speaks failure into that pursuit of purpose. So when we think about what is fear doing in the mix, it's saying rejection, disappointment and failure. And... Fear can, can be dressed up in all sorts of different ways, but, but it's something that, that can really easily circle in all of our minds and all of our processes, whether we're struggling with anxiety or we're overanalyzing what's going on in, in life. That The fear element is the thing that does come into rob where we're trying to get to. And it's really real, and I think that's what we need to be, be honest with ourselves. When we think about a barrier... The fear of what something could look like or, or how something might work out or might not work out is so often the thing that stops us even trying in the first place because we overanalyze and we, we well, we don't overanalyze, we analyze what might happen and we try and second guess where this is going. Um, and as a result, sometimes we can say, I'm so overwhelmed 
with what could happen here that I don't know whether I've got the strength or the confidence, whatever it might be, to pursue this thing. So we can sometimes just give up because fear um, can be this shadow over this whole stuff that just says, I'm not sure whether that'll work because people might reject you. Or you could try and do that, but, but actually it could just end in disappointment. Or, yeah, you could try and achieve this. You could try and be that kind of person, but, but maybe you'll fail. And when we, when we allow fear to be the thing that, that is the overriding um, response and feeling about it, it, it is a stopper and it's a robber of, of that kind of um, pursuit of those things. So that's fear. Uh, comparison is probably one of the most dangerous barriers that we all encounter all the time. And, and the thing that's made this more um, kind of clear and obvious is social media, that, that comparison, looking at other people's lives, is one of the most painful and difficult things that we go through uh, in modern society because we can't help but look at it and just go, hmm... It feels like I'm the only one who's missing out on everything good and fun and exciting. Um, and obviously, there, there's a huge flaw in the way society works at the moment, that social media is built around um, how great everything is and how exciting, how fun. And, and it's built around a snapshot, um, a still of a moment in time that, um, that probably isn't reality. And that's what's scary, that, that we take these photos. I don't know if you've ever tried to take a photo of something that should look brilliant and it just is a disaster every time because someone spoils it or something comes in to, to break the harmony of what should look like this absolutely idyllic and perfect thing. I mean, I don't think we could physically get a photo <laughs> that would work <laughs> that, that didn't show the kind of conflict and the, the kind of um, juxtaposition of the way our lives work. One of our kids would be having a meltdown at least um, or there'd be something messy, um, yeah, messy or dirty in the back background that makes it clear that we haven't got a perfect life but the problem is because what we look at and the way society seems to work is we present our best and then we filter it so it looks even better and that's the way society works so when people when people put something without a filter they often hashtag don't they no filter um, but they often will do that when the photo already looks beautiful <laughs> because there's no need to filter it because the sunset looks amazing I'm not going to use a filter because you need to see how it naturally looks but if you think about not filtering anything it, it just looks really average and really normal and at some point we've decided that that's not good enough but for me that's the reality of most of our lives, 99% of the time, it's just normal. And rather than say normal's not good enough, normal's not worth sharing, normal's not worth communicating, that's rubbish. Normal is, is what we need to learn how to do well in order to be able to be kind of confident and comfortable and, and be able to progress forward in life. And, and when we think about those three words, if we're pursuing refuge, hope and purpose, when we put comparison into the mix... All of those words are impacted by the, the feelings that come with it, that, that no one understands my reality because I'm, I'm looking at everyone else's life and mine doesn't compare to them. Uh, and when I look at other people's lives, it appears that they've all got it all together, um, that everyone has 
their stuff together. Everyone has things worked out. Everyone seems to be having fun. Everyone's achieving well. Everyone's having great experiences. People have got more money than me. People are having more exciting holidays. Or they're doing better things with their kids. The, the comparison stuff completely kills refuge because we don't feel safe because no one gets it. Uh, it completely kills hope because um, we, we can't see that how do we get to where everyone else seems to be. Uh, and in the same with purpose, that, that we, we, we look at the, the showreel of everyone else's life and think that because it's working in that way, my life just feels so insignificant. And why would anyone be interested in what I'm trying to achieve? So comparison, it feels like comparison has kind of taken this massive adrenaline shot over the last few years as social media has become so big that I don't think anyone would have talked about comparison being such a dangerous thing 10 years ago because it wasn't really thrown in our face in the way it is now. But the fact is, the, 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 the temptation to compare our lives with other people is... is one of the biggest barriers we'll face now. And somehow we've got to work out how do I position myself where I'm confident enough in who I am that I don't need to look at anyone else's um, reality or anyone else's, um, what, what they're presenting as their lives. And, and at some point we need to take this whole shift where we can just be really happy that people are doing these kind of things rather than feeling worse about ourselves because someone's having a great time. I remember listening to a podcast a few weeks ago and they, they made this really interesting observation on life and they said, have you ever um, read that someone has gone through something difficult and something inside of you does a little mini fist pump? Because actually what, you're, what you feel inside is at least someone else hasn't got it all together. It's weird, isn't it, that we all sit there and go, I don't think I celebrate people failing. But then there's a part of it that goes, yeah, but I have sometimes taken some element of delight in the fact that that person hasn't got it all. Especially people who just present how great their lives are. You kind of do end up just going, yeah, look, there's a little bit of justice in the world that you've not got it all together and now we know that. But actually, we don't want to be people like that. We don't want to be people who, who are so invested in this game of, of life is all about showing that you're achieving, that you're winning, that you're striving, that you're climbing, that you're always doing better. Actually, God's not playing that game. Because he's not playing that game, your love and acceptance from him is just always there. We read in the Bible, nothing can separate us from the love of God, but sometimes it's difficult to actually believe that and operate in a way where actually nothing can separate us from the love of God. It doesn't matter. Even in our darkest and, and worst time, our lowest moment, God, can, God g- can show us then probably more than ever that he really loves us. And it's more apparent in that moment. It's probably easier to see in that moment than when everything's going swimmingly. So comparison is a, is a huge barrier that we have to work quite hard in our own minds in our own approach and our own way of thinking and feeling to try and overcome that um another um the other barrier uh, we talked about is apathy and comfort i put these two together because they they are so similar um but they often show themselves in different ways apathy probably if we're apathetic towards situations it's probably quite clear that we are having that moment of disconnection or disinterest in certain things that we're not that bothered about certain things whereas comfort is a lot more subtle comfort sometimes allows us to be apathetic without us even realizing so comfort can be a great thing 
but sometimes comfort allows us to get to this place where we're choosing the same response as apathy, but we're just not recognising that, that that's what we're doing, that our pursuit of comfort sometimes means that we just don't bother as much. So when we put uh, apathy and comfort against refuge, hope and purpose, it does say those kind of things. Uh, I can't really be bothered. I'm not sure I can be bothered to do that at the moment. Um, I'm just happy with the way things are. I don't really need to push forward. I don't need to do anything else. Um, and actually, sometimes we look at scenarios and we go, it just seems a bit too much like hard work. And, and in a way, sometimes those responses, they're not necessarily the worst thing in the world. And there are times where you look at those things and go, those responses seem right in different times but what we can find is if we slip too far into apathy and the pursuit of comfort then what it ends up being is this massive barrier that you end up just going oh no I don't really do that anymore I'm not really I'm not going to push myself to do that I'm not going to try and um, make myself uncomfortable in order to go out my way to do this um, because I'm just happy with the way things are Um, and, and to be honest there's times where you need that there's times where you need that space and that, that, that kind of um, reduced pressure in order to be able to, um, to just exist and strengthen yourself and grow and develop. But there's times where that can be a real hindrance to us moving forward. And if we want to be people of refuge, hope and purpose, we want to find those things, sometimes that attitude can stop us in our journey towards those things. And the last thing, um, <coughs> the last barrier that we identified is isolation. And isolation is, is something that is quite a, a difficult and painful thing to go through. Um, and it kind of um, probably um, is connected to all those other three barriers in some ways. But when we think about isolation, the idea that you are disconnected and isolated from other people that you are um on your own it, whether it's just in your own thinking your own mind you might be massively connected to people but in your head really isolated that can be such a place of turmoil such a place of, of confusion and there could be all sorts of reasons why you feel isolated. Maybe some painful scenarios that you've been through or that you've been let down and hurt by other people or that, that you just don't think anyone would understand what's going on. The isolation that then kicks in will sometimes always push you away from um, from other people, but sometimes away from God and away from that pursuit of those things that could really help you. So the bizarre thing is you think about if you can find refuge that is the opposite of being isolated that when you find refuge when you know that you're loved and you know that you're welcome you're accepted you're safe you don't need to be isolated in those moments so trying to pursue refuge but when you're feeling isolated can be this really difficult scenario so for me when I think about um, isolation in terms of refuge it's about disconnection it's about being disconnected from that opportunity to feel safe welcome and accepted when I think about isolation to do with hope what that looks like is despair when there's no hope in a situation when you're isolated you feel despair and that stops you being able to find hope and get to hope And when you think about isolation in terms of purpose, pursuing purpose, what it looks like is distance. That the idea that I could find purpose and be purpose, going to be someone who who helps people find their purpose, that just seems so far away in our way of doing life that it just seems impossible to be able to get there. 
So th- those three words to do with isolation, disconnection, despair and distance become the barrier <coughs> that stop us being able to get to where we want to do, to where we want to be and, and actually to where God intends us to be functioning at our best. So when we think about those things, the idea of today isn't that we all feel depressed about it and go, yeah, you've just described loads of things that I've been through and, and yeah, now I really don't feel like I can get there. We want to be able to flip this and say, actually, what can we focus on then in our lives to be able to overcome these barriers? What is it that we can do? So when we think about fear, what we're talking about in order to <coughs> overcome fear, and, and these aren't simple things to do, if we want to overcome fear, that barrier... It's about finding faith. It's about developing our faith. It's about developing our inner strength and our connection with God to be able to counteract a lot of what fear throws at us. So we talked um, a couple of months ago about how faith shouldn't ever be anchored to our feelings because it just goes up and down with however we're feeling. God's great when things are good. He's distant and, and gone when things are bad. Um, it shouldn't be anchored to outcomes because if if we prayed for something and God doesn't do what we asked, everything falls apart. So I wanted you to heal this person; they didn't get healed. So now, God, you're not real anymore. Our faith, if it's anchored just to an outcome, it just ends up being thrown out the window really quickly. It also shouldn't be uh, anchored to our giftings or our opportunities. So if we say, well, I I feel connected with God when I get to do this thing. And if I don't do this thing anymore, God's not real anymore. He's not not something that has any impact on my life. That's also not really going to work long term. We talked instead about how faith should be like a beam that runs through our lives, like an RSJ that they put in the middle of a room when they take a wall out to hold the weight of the house. It should be the strength that runs through the middle of our lives. And I always talk about it, how it's the beam that we stand on in the good times, but cling to in the difficult times, That, that that's what faith needs to be, a constant kind of strong thing that runs through the middle of our lives. And that's something we've got to develop over time. It's not something we can just kind of buy or or switch on it's something that we develop and it's understanding who god is what he thinks of us what he what he says about us um, and us strengthening ourselves through going through different times in our lives and understanding where is god in this and what does he think and feel about me so we need to to, to counteract fear we need to work on on faith and we, we said last time as well that sometimes faith when we're going through something difficult, sometimes it's the faith of the people that are positioned around us that pick us up and help us through. Because when you're going through something difficult, we often haven't got the strength or the perspective to be able to just turn around and go, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe I just need a bit more faith. We're just trying to pick ourselves up or sometimes just trying to, to just kind of get up for air in those times. So maybe it's the people around us that pull their faith to be able to carry us through that. So counteract fear uh, with a pursuit of faith. Um, Comparison. We need to counteract comparison with um, developing our confidence, building our confidence in ourselves. That's built through connection with other people, through through um, good, healthy practices, good habits that enabled us to to build our our, um, our own confidence. It's not a simple thing either that we just suddenly switch on uh, and ma- and make better. But actually, sometimes maybe being vulnerable and honest with other people and being real about how we feel about different things. Give 
gives us an opportunity to be able to build confidence and connection with other people that will help us feel like we're not on our own, that we're not um, struggling, um, and actually that, that other people understand what's going on in that situation. Apathy and comfort, we counteract that with, with building a sense of determination, building a focus, building some kind of motivation to say, actually, I'm not just going to settle with um, just saying this is the way it's always been, so this is the way it will always be. Um, you, we've got to have this sense of determination to say, I'm not, not going to be content just to sit, settle and say that, that this is always the way it's going to be. I want to be determined to try and change things and develop things and improve things. When you, uh, when you read in, in certain passages of the Bible, there's a great um, chapter in the Bible is Romans 12. My first, the first two verses are my, my favourite verses uh, in the Bible. But when you read further on, and actually, I, bizarrely, I read this uh, part of the passage at Adam and Claude's wedding. Um, they probably didn't remember because on your wedding day, you just generally this this day's state and all this melee happens around you. So this might be the first time you've heard this. Um, um, but in Romans 12, um, verses 9 to 18, it says this, and it's, and it's kind of the remit and challenge that we're given by God in how we can live our lives. And it says this, don't just pretend to love others, really love them hate what is wrong hold tightly to what is good love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other never be lazy but work hard and serve the lord enthusiastically rejoice in our confident hope be patient in trouble and keep on praying when god's people are in need be ready to help them always be eager to practice hospitality bless those who persecute you don't curse them pray that god will bless them be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. So when you think about that, that sounds like hard work. Don't it? So we think about apathy and comfort. That to me is kind of like the antidote to just being someone who's too comfortable or apathetic towards. Well, I don't know whether I can be bothered to do that. When we say, when we find out that that this is how we're intended to live, that's a whole list of stuff that we can spend the rest of our lives trying to work on in order to counteract this sense, this barrier, I suppose, of apathy and comfort. When we get into that point and say, I'm not sure, maybe Romans 12 verses 9 to 18 is worth a revisit just to give us that adrenaline shot to say, but who God intends us to be is not the same person, but using you and your gifts, talents and abilities, your character, um, whoever you are, to do that for other people. And, and to me, that's a great reminder of, of who we're intended to be. And then the third, uh, well, the third, the fourth, sorry, thing that we can do um, is battling against the barrier of isolation. It's about pursuing connection. And sometimes, I don't know if you've ever found that thing where you almost test people at times. When you're feeling isolated, you kind of can get a little bit martyr-like and a bit woe is me going, yeah, I just don't feel like anyone's really recognising me at the moment and you kind of almost put out these tests to go well I wonder if anyone will say anyone will kind of text me and ask me how I am or or you go somewhere and you deliberately leave a bit early and don't say goodbye I wonder if, 
But we can find ourselves in these scenarios. And I tell you, you always find it. I mean, with Facebook, you always find it. Someone would do a massive where is me statement going, I just sometimes wonder why people even bother yeah. saying that they're friends. Yeah. And they just leave it hanging. And you just yeah. say, oh, man. Yeah. And it's just this massive call for... This is just a big self-pity statement half the time. But, but actually, what's behind it is this desperation in someone to say, I just need connection with people. And they, they're trying to find what are the ways where it's worked before where people will recognise that and I get the attention that I need. Now, it's, it's not actually... We've got to be careful not to just get annoyed with people about it because the genuine thing behind it is they're probably isolated, they're feeling unloved, they're feeling disconnected from people. But it's a case of saying, actually, if I just... Um, if I get trapped in this cycle of just trying to be the kind of the nice kind of compliment, oh babe, don't worry about it, babe. Uh, <laughs> you know, when people Which say is well, what you do, yeah, all the time. I mean that's me, that's me all the time. But but if that's our constant response, then all we're doing is we're not we're not. We're not helping the root of the problem. Yeah. And maybe it's a case of sometimes going, man, this person is obviously struggling and and they need something more than just someone going, yeah, haters are going to hate and all that <laughs> stupid stuff that people say. And you, you, you don't, yeah, you don't, need, you don't need people to say that. We need to work out how do we effectively step in and be... Well, in this case, people of purpose into those scenarios where we can actually just genuinely love and care for people. So we're, the ways we're overcoming these barriers, and they're not easy at all, so please don't think I'm saying again. It's simple. It isn't. But to counteract fear, we need to try and find how can we develop faith and inner strength. Comparison, we counteract it with, with pursuing a, a, bit, a kind of a dedication to build self-confidence and put ourselves in scenarios where we can begin to grow in our own confidence and that can be a lifelong process uh, apathy and comfort is counteracted with with building us a, a reminder to ourselves of what this is all about and and developing a healthy sense of, of determination and i suppose a battle against mediocrity in a lot of ways and then isolation is counteracted with, with this uh, pursuit of connection. And as we said right from the start, it isn't just about us finding refuge, hope and purpose. It's about us being refuge, being hope and being purpose to other people. So sometimes uh, the way that we will bring these barriers into, into play will be to help other people. So um, we become people of faith for someone who is completely consumed with fear. We become someone who who speaks into someone's confidence and we build their self-confidence so that we can counteract comparison. We become someone who are determined and motivated to um, counteract apathy and comfort that someone else is stuck in. And we become people who pursue connection so that people don't feel isolated. And that that... I suppose it's where we land on this, that it isn't just about us, but we are also really important. Be kind to ourselves, love ourselves, pursue these things for ourselves. But ultimately, when we get to that point where maybe we're feeling a little bit stronger, that we can breathe a little bit deeper 
and life just feels like it's something that we can um, just trot through rather than labour through, maybe that's when we need to make sure we're kicking those things in for other people in order to, to counteract some of those barriers that sometimes it's easier for us to see out of the context what might be consuming someone else. But to, to overcome these barriers, we need to be people who develop tactics that help us to do it. Uh, me and Han have, uh, have adopted a prayer that we felt has really shaped our lives, especially over the last, um, the last kind of two or three years. Um, and I, I actually gave this to Adam and Clodagh as, as um, uh, like at the back end of my um, talk at their wedding. Because to me, if, if we can adopt this prayer as a, a mantra in the most, in the, the kind of, I suppose, the simplest way, a mantra for how we're going to do our lives then it could be something that, that really transforms how we do things. And I, and I think it's a great way of us overcoming these barriers. So I want us just to shut our eyes for, for a few minutes and I'm going to read through this prayer. Um, and then um, it shouldn't be too long before we put the kettle back on. So let's pray. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too pleased with ourselves. When our dreams have come true because we dreamed too little. When we arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity and in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wilder seas, where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes, to push back the future in strength, courage, hope and love. This we ask in the name of our captain, who is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to post that prayer on our page this week. And if you want to kind of steal it, put it on your fridge, put it in a frame, whatever you want to do. We found that to be the most pivotal prayer that we could pray as a, as a couple and as a family because the whole idea of getting so comfortable and settled and, and used to the way things work, we found that, that there's times in our lives where God just wants to shake it and say, there's more, there's more than this. Um, and actually, when we think about us being on this journey where we've been throwing about this phrase and we're going we're gonna to begin to look at it in a couple of months' time, but it, it talks about discipleship is learning, learning to become who Jesus would be if he was you. 
then that's that's quite an amazing journey that we can go on that you who you are your character your abilities your passions your um your your gifts your likes your dislikes if jesus was you taking all of that stuff into account what would your life look like when, when i begin to look at that and say if that's the pursuit i'm on then I need some shaking up in my life at times where I'm getting a little bit too comfortable, a little bit too settled. Um, things, are, things are a bit too routine. It's not to say we want chaos, but sometimes there's this healthy pursuit of saying, in my determination to become who God intends me to be and the best version of myself, then there's times where I'm going to have to be prepared to, it's that line, to venture on wilder seas where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. That, in essence, is where the magic happens. Um, and I suppose my passion for all of us is that we are people who become um, sailors in that such, in that in in such a way that we pursue that stuff. So let's be people of faith, of confidence, of determination, of connection in our pursuit of refuge, hope and purpose, not just for ourselves, but when we want to pursue that, to be that for other people. So hopefully that will give us some things to think about this week and we'll uh, begin to unpack that a little bit around the table on Thursday.